Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, a couple of examples of contemporary tech news that may have slipped past us given the overall world situation at the moment. Let's start off with some encouraging news, climate change. No, climate change itself is not very encouraging at all. Quite the opposite, actually. But Microsoft has joined with Finland's largest energy company to figure out a way to use the heat generated by a huge new Microsoft data center near Helsinki to heat about 100,000 homes in the area. Unless we happen to work in a room full of computer equipment, we may not realize that all of that computing power generates a lot of heat. That's one reason why lots of large data centers in this country are situated in out-of-the-way locations in northern states. For at least part of the year in that case, air conditioning loads to keep those huge racks of computer equipment cool are less than they would be in warmer climes. Although it's difficult to pinpoint an exact measurement, it's clear that these huge data centers, which many of us here referred to as the cloud, use an enormous amount of electricity to operate every minute of every day so that we can have access to the benefits of modern digital technology, ranging from storing our favorite family photos to running our businesses. Precise numbers vary, but the U.S. Department of Energy has estimated that data centers in this country consume almost 2% of all of the electricity used in the country. That is an immense amount of kilowatt hours. A lot of that energy is required to keep the computer equipment from overheating. Microsoft has recently announced the new data center that it'll be building in Finland will take the heat generated by those thousands of servers and turn it into steam and hot water to warm up to 100,000 homes. Essentially, the heat created by the computer equipment will be used to warm water that will in turn circulate through an already existing district central heating system that supplies warm water or steam for radiators to homes in its service area. Though not commonly used on a large scale in the U.S., this type of system is often used even here in smaller areas such as apartment buildings or college campuses and other areas where there are a number of units to be heated that are in close proximity. These types of systems are much more common in Europe and Microsoft is partnering with a Finnish energy distribution firm to get rid of excess machine heat in the data center and move it into homes that can use it. In this system, no heat is released into the atmosphere, and since the planned energy input into the data center will be generated with no carbon emissions, the data center will eliminate the release of about 400,000 tons of carbon emissions every year. This is only one planned data center, but it's a hopeful model. Central district heating systems don't exist in lots of places in this country, but there are other ways in which the excess heat generated by the machines that drive our digital world could be captured and put to use. So, even though we don't say this very often, hats off to Microsoft for this effort. Unfortunately, we can't say the same for Google because of a recent research paper published by Douglas Leith at Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland. Those who use Android smartphones might want to pay particular attention, especially if they make phone calls or send text messages, no matter who their phone company may be. 
When folks use smartphones, they probably realize that the phone company they use, whether it's Verizon or AT&T or U.S. Cellular or whoever, knows who they're calling, how long the conversation lasts, and so forth. The companies need to know this so that they can make proper call connections, provide billing, etc. How long those companies need to keep that information and who they allow to have access to it is another question, but that's not a question for today. But surprise! In addition to the phone company gathering that type of data to ensure calls can be made or texts sent, Google is also getting similar information. Here's the abstract from a paper entitled, pretty straightforwardly, quote, What data do the Google Dialer and Messages apps on Android send to Google? End quote. Here is the researcher's answer from the paper's abstract. Quote, We report on measurements of the data sent to Google by the Google Messages and Google Dialer apps on an Android handset. We find that these apps tell Google when message phone calls are made or received. The data sent by Google Messages includes a hash of the message text, allowing linking of sender and receiver in a message exchange. The data sent by Google Dialer includes the call time and duration, again allowing linking of the two handsets engaged in a phone call. Phone numbers are also sent to Google. In addition, the timing and duration of other user interactions with the apps are sent to Google. There is no opt-out from this data collection. The data is sent via two channels, the Google Play Services Clear-Cut Logger and Google Firebase Analytics. This study is therefore one of the first to cast light on the actual telemetry data sent by Google Play Services, which to date has been largely opaque." End quote. The researcher brought this wholesale violation of user privacy, note that there is, quote, no opt-out from this data collection, end quote, to Google's attention. Google essentially said, oh, golly, we better fix that. To which we say, based upon Google's past behavior, please do not hold your breath. But at least if you do use an Android phone, you now have a better idea of what Google is collecting about your personal communications, which you probably didn't know about before. This is a pretty technical paper, but for those who would like to work their way through it, we'll put a link to it on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org. So, in the spirit of the ancient Chinese front-of-the-hand, back-of-the-hand tales, here are two tales about initiatives that large tech companies have underway today, one in which digital technology is helping to solve a very real problem, climate change, and one in which a company has created a problem that didn't have to exist, to presumably make another billion bucks or so. There are plenty more of both types of tales in today's digital world, and we'll do our best to share more of them, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.